Shibasa, shake it up one time. Shake it up. You gotta hear it. Yeah, baby. You, your draft prep is over. Your draft is scheduled. You've got all the notes that you ever need. And you're going to sit down with your favorite drafted meal. And you're going to sit down with your favorite drafted beverage. And you're going to go, oh no, all the subterfuge that my so-called friends have given me it turned out to be a bunch of crap. But you're in the sausage hut, baby. That's right. This isn't just a sausage hut. This is going to be a fantasy football sausage hut. That means only one thing, baby. It's football season. Whether you like it or not. Who doesn't like it, though? Are you, You've been sick of baseball for two months. And if it's fantasy football season, that can only mean one thing in the sausage hut. The newly... Theme song. Mishy's in the house. Mishy, how about ya? No lie. I have a lot of fun sometimes with the words. It's very nice to be here with you. Three draft. The most important thing in America should be, but isn't. And the most important thing of America is, what am I doing in my fantasy football draft? I have no idea what general percentage of the population of uh, Sausage Hut uh, aficionados um, play fantasy football, but I would assume, I would assume that 75% or more of Sausage Hut people, is there a name for that by the way? The Hootians. Sausage Hutters? The Hootians. The what is? The Hootians. The Hooshins, the Sausage Hooshins. Yeah. Well, I, I better get a text with how to spell that, by the way. Um, that 65 to 70% of the Hooshins are fantasy football majors. And people, America, I'm here to tell you, it's 2019. The National Football League is about ready to rumble, about ready to roll. Um, my name is Mishy, hashtag at Mishy, something, something, something. His name is Kilbasa, hashtag something, something. And let's get straight. Let's get this draft right, people. I'm here. I can answer any question. I may have a little pontification on people. I have a way of finding running backs, America. And we're going to jump right into it. What do you say there, Mr. Let's jump right into Sausage Hut Fantasy Football Draft. You know what? I hope all you drafted already because it was too early and you had Andrew Luck on your team. <laughs> to all oh you my. that were waiting for Andrew Luck to have his comeback year. And for all you stupid commissioners who have your draft way too early, suck it. Yeah, what do you do? You know, do you have any provisos in the plan to say, hey, I drafted Andrew Luck and we redraft him? No. No. But the Andrew Luck story unto itself is just um, phenomenal. It's amazing. It's remarkable. It is, at the root of it, spy versus spy. Classic, classic film noir, mystery drama, and just you didn't expect this to bleep and happen. Do you know why I mean that when it comes to Mr. Luck and what happened over there this weekend with him? Yeah. Do you know the spy versus spy bit that's going on here? In the in the margins of Mad Magazines? 
The spy versus that is us. spy versus spy, America. If you haven't noticed, uh, go find a clip. It's uh, it, I don't know if there's even a clip. They may have made a cartoon, but go find a little you know printouts of the printout and uh, get down with a little spy versus spy because yours truly enjoys the f- spy versus spy. And in the world of fantasy football, America, and just in case of me telling you know not telling stories but telling stories, spy versus spy is the best way to do it. I will talk to Mister Kilbasa. I will talk to each and every owner, even if I know them or not, in my league. Some of them I know, some of them I don't, some of them I've met, some of them I haven't. You know, and uh, I basically get some really good spy versus spy stuff, and I have no problem using it to my advantage, and I have no problem calling people out on it. And I got some spy versus spy stuff for you, Mr. Kibasa. Can we start with Andrew Luck, please? Let's start off with Andrew Luck, Michigan, coming at you. This is is crazy. Andrew Luck retired. He's hurt, been hurt. Um, It goes like this. Y'all read this, some of this, but here's the rest of the story. Um, Someone leaked the owner, Ursay, fucking guy, Fucking guy bought a Jimi Hendrix guitar and he leaks this story to uh, to one of them Espen guys. I don't know which guy who happens to be at the game because the Chicago Bears are in Indianapolis playing preseason game number three. Andrew Luck is on the sidelines watching the game because he's been pretty much hurt. And the owner having maybe uh, I don't know what decided to say to this Espen guy. Um, Andrew Luck's retiring tomorrow. This Espen guy tweets straight away, and within seconds, Mr. Kielbasa, the whole stadium, half the stadium knew that everyone else was talking about it. Andrew Luck is about to retire. Andrew Luck is sitting on the sidelines watching is watching the Colts play in, you know, basically gym clothes. He no clue this was going to happen. Totally caught off guard. And as he walked off the field, because he now had to walk off the field, the fans who learned it on Twitter uh, shared the information, and a good percentage of them booed him as he is walking off the field. And the whole the whole thing was Andrew Luck was supposed to retire on Sunday, and he was supposed to have a press conference. And it was handled so very poorly, and it was ugly. It remains ugly. It's a stain. And if you're uh, always oh, he, he bailed out Andrew Luck, I already drafted him. What am I going to do with quarterback? You're angry. Yeah, you were like the Colt fans booing him. But if you uh, take the Michi point of view and say, man, he got sold down the river by the owner and it became an ugly mess, an ugly, ugly mess and a headline story and one that may or may not change your point of view on fantasy football this upcoming season. Mr. Kilbasa, can we start? Right there with the Indianapolis Colts and the AFC South. Would you mind that? Let's go. Football uh, quarterbacks in the fertile no, ground. No, it's not, it's, not, it's not just quarterbacks. There are a lot of good quarterbacks. Week to week, um, there's a lot of good quarterbacks. Uh, matchup to matchup, there's great quarterbacks. But the word on the fantasy football line is, all right, I want Andrew Luck so I can take T.Y. Hilton, so I can have this, so Marlon Mack can be that, so the defense can be really good. And here I am left now seemingly shocked about the retirement of Andrew Luck. Did you happen to see the replacement, uh, Mr. Brissett, look at Andrew Luck when he had to tell him, listen, man, I'm retiring, I love you. And Brissett said, I love you. 
and that's the way the men handle it. The fans on the field, um, excuse me, the fans in the sidelines and the fans in the tweets and the Twitter are a bunch of bleeping bullies who should have their heads examined. There, I said it. So let's look at the Colts. Jacoby Brissett is now the quarterback. Is he fantasy relevant? Yes or no, Mr. Kielbasa? Of course not. No. Let me just ask you this. The stock on T.Y. Hilton and Mack in the tight ends, in most people's eyes, has dropped. Would you agree or disagree? Agree. What if I were to tell you that Mr. Brissett is a three- or four-year veteran, has been with the coach in Indianapolis, and was there before the coach. The coach kept the kid. Mr. Frank Reich, by the way, who knows a thing or two about quarterbacks. They have now a fantastic offensive line. The last time Jacoby Brissett played because Andrew Luck was hurt, I believe three of the Pro Bowl offensive linemen were yet on the team. It's a whole new night, whole new dynamic in Indianapolis. And what are the perspective that they circle the wagons, perform maybe not with these uh, fireworks that Andrew Luck can bring, but play really good football because their defense is fantasy worthy, regardless of Andrew Luck. I'm telling you and I'm telling America that the people sleeping on Marion Mack, the people sleeping on um, the Colts defense, those are the two guys I would actually um, look to drop a little bit and snag them, snag them, snag them, snag them. T.Y. Hilton goes in the fifth round. My goodness, you almost have to take him. And Jacoby Brissett will be better. And he was fairly good, but he was uh, um, um, more, more of a younger player. Let's say he was less experienced. I, I think the Colts can still come out and win 9, 10 games because the rest of their team is that good. Did you expect me to say that, Mr. Kobasa? I did not expect you to say that, Michy. There you have it. So what does that mean? That means Marlon Mack, Marion Mack, Mr. Mack, number 25 on the scorecard, number one in your hearts, is now not number one in your hearts because you can maybe find him at four or five. And you might be getting a 10-touchdown maker with a great offensive line, cheap, cheap, cheap. And your neighbors and fantasy football aficionados in your league will say, oh, what's Michi doing taking Mr. Mack over there as his second or third running back because he dropped and I would simply say to him, I'm Michi and I know these things. And that's why I'm here telling the rest of the people, catch it. I'm telling you, Mr. Kabasa. There's going to be, and I like the Colts defense quite a bit. I believe they'll be a little more conservative with uh, Jacoby Brissett. And I could be totally wrong with that because Mr. Brissett can, Mr. Brissett can throw a deep ball. It's, uh, they can shock the world and just play solid, solid football. And there's fantasy value, and there's not as much as saying T.Y. Hilton is a top seven guy. T.Y. Hilton might be a 13 by the end of the year, 14 ranked wide receiver. But he's still going to get his bits. He's still going to get his touches. He's still going to see the football. They may run five plays less. Maybe instead of 68, 69 plays, they're going to run 65 plays. And that's the way love goes. But there's some real fantasy football value there in Indianapolis. And the headlines sure can be a distraction. But athletes like this, at this level, they'll circle the wagons, Mr. Kilbasa. If you don't think so, you've never been in a bleeping locker room. What do you think about that, America? Nobody circles the wagons like the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> well, you see, there's a lot of, uh, you know, you know, old Western sort of stuff there, huh? Horseshoes, 
wagons, horses, Colts, the weapon, the, you know, the handgun and the rifle. I don't know if Colt was a rifle, but, you know, you can see people, you know, riding that dusty trail trying to make a new world for themselves. Yeah, I'm a far west. I'm in the far west. Where are you? Indianapolis, Indiana. No one's ever made it this far west, which is a complete and total selfish thing to say. But that's the way people were back there. We're here. This is ours. Much like your fantasy football draft. That's are, the way are you going to say program. Jack Doyle up the seam is going to be the secret, or is it going to be Eric Ebron? Are they going to just go two tight ends and just shove it straight up and three yards out, uh, up the middle, off tackle, three yard out, all the way up and down the field? Eric Ebron um, was brought to life by Andrew Luck. Out of the two of them, I would take Doyle. And I'll tell you what, tight end can be pretty fluid because there's a lot of average guys after the first few people. I've, I'm considering streaming tight ends again this year because I am not going to jump. I am not jumping for Greg Kittle. All right, people going to jump. You know, number one, they got uh, the kid in Kansas City who's now 30 years old. and He's a tough guy and all that. You got Zach Ertz um, who may still may turn out to be the best tight end this year. And everyone loves Mr. Kittle out there in San Francisco. But I got a word of warning for you, Mr. Kibasa, and for the rest of the fantasy football loving public. What do you think about this word of warning? Let me give it to you. Can I give it to you? Let me hold on a second. Just talking about tight ends? Here's a word of warning from Michi on the Saucer Tut Fantasy Football Special. Greg Kittle should weigh 215 pounds as a grown athlete. should be the size of a big lacrosse player. Right now, he's the size of a, a pretty small tight end at 245. And he's last year, he experienced lower body injuries. This year, he already has had a lower body injury. America, my opinion is some of these guys weigh too much. They got too much muscle mass for their frames to hold. And Mr. Kittle slotting in there. You trap Mr. Kittle early, you could be making the mistake of the year. Let's move back to the uh, AFC South, shall we? Let's get on back to the Midwest. Because right, I only like two guys. I only like in those two guys right now in Indianapolis. And I would, you know, maybe get Hilton at some value. But, you know, um, Mr. Mack drops a round or two. I got to jump all over that. They could still be a very good team. There's another team making news out there. Are you ready for it, Mr. Kilbasa? And you know where we're going. We're right. going to Tejas. Oh, yes, we we're are. Yes, we are. And fantasy football-wise, um, Deshaun Watson, in Michi's opinion, is probably the best quarterback in pro football. Oh. Okay. Well, there's no. He is, he is an incredibly talented football player. And the problem in, in Houston is their offensive line. The problem is Houston in Houston is the health of their wide receivers. The problem in Houston is the question marks and the divas on defense. Question mark in Houston is who the hell is playing running back? What isn't a question is Deshaun Watson has been a top two or three quarterback every year he's been, you know, the two years he was a starter. If I'm not mistaken, that should be about right the last two years. Mm-hmm. And and all those can I say bullshit on the internet? You certainly can. All them bullshit, other areas of the team that we just went through, means nothing. You know, Deshaun Watson is doing this with the same crappy O-line, with the same crappy RBs, with two hurt wide receivers and, and Nookie Hopkins, who is great, and smoking mirrors on defense. I'm J.J. Watt. I'm nine-time uh, 
nine-time defensive player of the year. Huh. Second highest scoring defense te- defensive team in fantasy. It's amazing. It's amazing. They get sacks. They get some picks, and they survive. And Deshaun Watson is great. You replace him with uh, a rookie coming in this year, and this team is awful. You don't have running backs in Houston this year. You got a former uh, Cleveland Brown player named Sir Duke Johnson, who evidently is going to step in and be the RB1 in Houston. You can question. feel it all over. All over. You can't feel it all over. I'm glad you. I'm glad you got that reference. That's pretty good musicology there, sir. Pretty yeah, good. I get Stevie references from a mile away. Ah, oh, it's fantastic. And is Duke Johnson going to be the guy? And I heard in college he was a three-down back, but that was three or four years ago. When he was playing up there um, near the Ohio River, he was a strictly a third-down running back. He was Big nowhere near the Ohio River. He was up there near Lake Erie. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one right. over there. With the he wasn't injury. playing for no, the Bengals. The Ohio. That's right. The Ohio River is Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Yeah. There you go. And I apologize, uh, Russell. I apologize. <laughs> the uh, RB1, so it's a, there's a lot of flux out there in Houston. And as good as Deshaun Watson is and as good as Hopkins is, they are really, and their defense perhaps, you will have to watch their tight ends because we just don't know. I would uh, – I would say Watson people are going to jump for as possibly uh, their second or third quarterback off everyone's board. And the question is, where do you want to take him? I am of the opinion that if you love him, grab him as fast as you can. That sounds kind of weird, doesn't it? It sounds like a chick song. If you love him, grab him as fast as you can. I think that was maybe that is what uh, it could have been. Ronnie Spector was in there somewhere. And, (laughs) It sounds, you know, this is the way fantasy football talk goes, at least. The, um, you're going to grab Watson. You're going to take him because he's your guy. And you're going to take Hopkins because he's got his sticky fingers and he's a great wide receiver. But after that, you know, you may take their defense, but I'm not taking I, – I don't know. I would, I would kind of rotate in and out of their defense week by week. Um, some weeks I'd, I would start him. Certainly I wouldn't. So I would think Hopkins is going to go in the first – two or three rounds if he drops to the fourth depends on the structure of your league you may decide just to go with him he's a great football player i uh, i'm not trusting the texans one bit right now as this week three of the preseason is over and week four is about to begin there's too many question marks for me my question to you mr Cabasa, on a scale of one through ten now let's switch that my question to you Cabasa, on a scale of Two through nine. No, two through eight. Two through eight, Mr. Kielbasa. What are the odds Melvin Gordon gets traded to the Houston Texans? And uh, does that impact what we're going to talk about when Melvin Gordon comes over? I didn't even know that was a, that's a rumor? Or is that just no, wishful thinking? That, I'm Michi. I'm, I, I, think these, <laughs> I don't read the rumors. I'm, I, I think it through myself and create my own rumors. Wow. That, that would be a perfect fit right, right there. there. Perfect fit. And it would well, piss off a Duke rumor, Johnson. There's a rumor. You're going to like this as a, as a possibility, America. And if it comes true, you can remember. At Missy 108, at Johnny Kilbasa. There's a rumor on the grapevine that uh, uh, Carlos Hyde, currently of the Kansas City Chiefs, is going to be cut before the start of the season. 
And if there's no uh, Gordon sighting in Houston, what are the odds? What are the chances? What is the possibility of a reunion like in Cleveland of Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson as the one and two in Houston by the time week one comes around? Wow. That's my bold. That is a bold Michi prediction right there. And I think it's, it might just happen. And therefore, all bets are off with Duke Johnson. And you can still only draft Hopkins in the first round. Hopkins is a top three guy. And Watson is the first quarterback off the board. You'd be happy with him. But I'll tell you, this year it's almost even more risky. But I've been proven wrong by Hopkins. So, you know, and I'll, excuse me, I've been proven wrong by Watson. And I know he's an elite talent. Question is, what are the people uh, who run that operation really doing to give uh, Mr. Watson the kind of support he needs? They don't want to turn him into uh, another Andrew Luck. I'm going to go through that a lot this year. They don't want to turn him into it. There's another like a warning story about that. And uh, you don't want this guy to be banged up and not playing and say, hey, I've had enough. I just had enough. Um, Who else plays in the AFC South, Mr. Cabasa? The Jacksonville Jaguars and who else? The Colts and the Tennessee Oilers. The Tennessee Oilers. You want to go to Jayville or you want to go to uh, the Oilers? Let's go to Jayville because I think there's somebody there that's not getting any respect. Can I say, is he a quarterback? He's a quarterback. And his name is uh, Super Bowl champion Nick Foles? That's the man right there. The Super Bowl MVP isn't getting any respect. And it's a very interesting thing. Can I give you, you know, because our time is short, can I give you the good, bad, and the ugly of Jacksonville this year? Yeah. All right. Fantasy-wise, people are still loving their defense, which is crazy. But that's okay. Um, People are very optimistic about Leonard Fournette um, trying to prove himself and be really an RB1. People have been burned and burned again. They have a same coach, different quarterback. Your man, Nick Foles, is now the quarterback. They got a one wide receiver who is infinitely draftable this year, and that's my man, D.D. Westbrook. Absolutely draftable because Foles is on that team. Problem with Jacksonville, my friends, is that their offensive line is as banged up as any banged up offensive line could be. And I believe that Leonard Fournette will be impacted the most by that injury bug on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I would, I am completely hesitant to recommend Leonard Fournette to anyone. Your argument back to Michi is, well, who else are you going to give the ball to, Michi? But that's a really good question because their O-line is bad and hurt. And it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be, you know, people are going to take Leonard Fournette as an RB1? No. They're going to take Leonard Fournette as an RB2? And I'm going to tell you what, man, I, in my personal opinion, I would let Mr. Fournette be someone else's problem. 100%. Wow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I like Nick Foles. Nick Foles will not be drafted in some leagues. He's like ranked 15, 16, 18. This year in the National Football League, I can almost, oh, boy, I'm about to give away a trade secret. Spies like, spies like us and spies versus spy. I'm about to wait. I'm about to give away my own spy treatment. I am almost planning, Mr. Kilbasa, to like use the waiver wire to find quarterbacks this year and play the hot hand week to week, every two weeks, every three weeks. You're gonna you're gonna stream Rather tight ends than, and quarterbacks? Uh, yes, sir. 
and defense. But that's another story. Um, I, that I, there is enough matchup potential, and in fantasy football scoring, that let's say the number two guy this year is Deshaun Watson, scores 380 fantasy points. It's a boatload of points. He'd probably get closer to like 340. Whereas the number seven guy, Jimmy Garoppolo, might be 40 points behind him or less. So where's the value? Where's the value? Emotionally, it feels good. feels real good to go get your quarterback. But you can find a quarterback and maybe play two of them, draft two of them, and go week-by-week matchups while you load up on other positions where someone, say, like Mr. Kielbasa, would take uh, Mr. Watson in the third or fourth round. Meanwhile, I'm still loading up on running backs and RBs because I know there's going to be a week where Sam Darnold is going to lead the world in throwing touchdowns, and I'm going to pick him up and play him. And I'm not going to be locked into a high brand name that's not Mahomes. And I'm just not going. I'm just not going to use my draft capital that way. There's a number of young players I'm more interested in. What do you think of that, Mr. Kibasa? Hooey. That's not, uh, you know, you've heard this all before, and people actually write this shit down. So, for instance, in week one, say you wanted to do it, Michi's quarterback flex sort of thing, not flex. What's the word? Waiver wire. Waiver wire. And you would say to yourself, I am taking a certain guy here, a certain guy there, a certain guy there. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Nick Foles come to mind right now. And I'm taking one of these two guys who's not going to be in the top 10 and I'm going to take them very late and they're going to be top five fantasy scorers in the first week of the season. And I'm going to get a W and I'm going to laugh. What do you think of that? Mr. Kibasa? <laughs> well, Cause it is all about winning the games. It is the best revenge America for all your knucklehead friends who busted your cojones. If you have cojones and they busted your ass. If you don't have cojones, we are uh, go ahead and take it. Smart guy over here on the left. Smart guy over there on the right. You think they're, uh, they're, uh, they're, the shit don't, you know, don't stink and it's, you know, actually smells a lot like peaches. It's a bunch of crap. And you beat them at their own game because there is some juicy, juicy matchups week to week in the National Football League. And some flexibility is in order. And I believe this year it's in the quarterback position. Thank you very much. Did we go to uh, Nashville, one of the most fun places that I've been to recently? I watched the Titans the other day, and I don't, really don't think they're even worth talking about, Michi. Well, there are some. There is a brand name, and the brand name, and and I have yet to decide if it, if it's you know the roadblock, uh, you know the roadside, uh, rented lips. I have yet to decide if the road sign up ahead says, beware, do not draft Mr. Henry, or go ahead and take Mr. Henry. I am leaning to skip Mr. Henry as a running back on my team, very similarly to the way I want to skip Fournette. I'm just not feeling the love. Statistically, um, Mr. Henry last year, you know, broke people, you know, brought people a championship if you drafted him. But he had really three good games and one good game. And that, of course, was in the fantasy playoffs, if I believe, for most people. And in the championship game, he had 86 yards and a touchdown, so double-digit points. And that's it. Man, that was it. 
And Mariota, to me, is uh, the epitome of a bust and the epitome of what I have no idea what GMs are thinking when they look for this guy called franchise quarterback. You know, take a picture of Mark Sanchez. Take a picture of Marcus Mariota. Ain't happening. Ain't happening. Ain't happening. Meanwhile, you got Ryan Tannehill saying, hey, what about me? What about your old buddy Ryan? I can do something like this. So in the real world, when Tennessee gets a juicy matchup and Ryan Tannehill is there, yeah, maybe, you know, Tennessee will win a couple games. They'll win a few games. They'll be a little, you know, a little more uh, juice, a little more exciting. They have a they have a real nice defense, and their offensive line is really good. Is who the hell is playing quarterback? We may see a case where Ryan Tannehill comes in, and we're going to look at Jacoby Brissett and Ryan Tannehill and say, wow, these guys are winning football games. Has that got any fantasy football value? Absolutely not. But at least they're winning football games. What do you think of that, Mr. Kibasa? Nine and seven, back to back nine and seven seasons from yeah. What the usually happens after that is you hit you hit the skids, and they're primed for it. I don't like them. Um, again, uh, Mr. Henry is in the same boat as Mr. Fournette. Let him be someone else's problem. Marion Mack is going to drop. It's going to be perfect if we can get him later. It might be a steal again, like he was last year. And we don't know what's going on in Texas. Let's get the hell out of the AFC South. I wasted I wasted draft pick on Marlon Mack last year, and he didn't he did nothing for me. So you know, love is good. Love can be blind, but sometimes you just got to listen to Michi, okay? <laughs> Michi in the Sausage Hut, fantasy football spectacular. We're getting closer. Only one more week of the ridiculous, unnecessary horseshit preseason in the NFL, which is useless to everybody and should not even exist as far as I'm concerned. Maybe my question one. Is, my, my question is, America, how has your fantasy football scouting had to change with the changes that are now in preseason football? I have to, I've had to change the whole way I look at it, Mr. Kielbasa. You used to watch week three and say, okay, 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 nope, 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 okay. All right. Now it doesn't exist like that anymore. It's, there's, uh, you got to look at the new coaches. You got to look at the new offensive coordinators. You got to think who's going to be a knucklehead in the keeper league and take Javaris Landry or Dak Prescott as a keeper. What the fuck is going on here? And you take all these things into an account, but you don't get to see the guys play. Because Mr. Landry is going to be a double-digit touchdown maker, and Dak Prescott could be sliced bread. Somebody's going to be right. But I, I digress. Where do you want to go in the AFC? I know where you want to go, but where are we going <laughs> I, next? I, I, I don't know if I am interested in going anywhere else uh, as of right now, but I'd like to switch it up a little bit if you don't mind, Mitch. Um, um, we, we took, I, we know, took care of the AFC South. Okay. But let, let's, get, let's go a different direction and let's talk about the actual draft night when you approach your phone or a computer or laptop or whatever your the draft room opens up and there you are and everything goes out the window once the draft starts basically because you're going to have what couple minutes at the most to make a decision you're going to have your rankings now now people like you the prognosticators like to pretty much discount every ranking that they may see on the internet. So I'm assuming yeah, that someone safe. like on your level, 
are the right. the other the other people that we play with are, will not take any sort of advice from from people who rank players because they have obviously know more than anybody else. Well, Mr. Kilbasa, you got to know that some of the things we say in the Sausage Hut were written about days, weeks, months later, and we already covered it. Yeah. So the nature of copywriting is such these days where it's clickbait and it's ridiculous. The original content in many instances uh, you find from beat writers. You know, you, you know, I, I, I admit to reading the Oakland newspaper. I admit to reading the Detroit Free Press. The Los Angeles Times is a great little resource. The Miami, what the hell they call the newspaper in Miami? I think it's still the Herald. I could be wrong. But they have a nice pro football little bit where they have people dedicated to watching it. And they're not from ESPN. They're not from Fantasy Pros. They're not from CBS Sports. They're not following or trying to lead or trying to be controversial to get ratings and stuff. There's people who kind of get down. And there's some trends you watch and there's things you know. And, and on draft night, I can tell you that my last four drafts, and I've played good football, fantasy football. Like America, if you haven't heard this, Michi used to have a lot of fun. He would experiment and try things and stuff. And he got tired of the knucklehead saying, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. You suck, Michi, and all this. And so I decided to put a little bit of effort into it. You know, Groucho Marx putting on, you know, the professor cap basically is the way it looks to me. And my drafts have gone off the way I wrote them down. I pretty much, they're done. My guys who I'm draft, I'll get everyone on my list, and I'll be in the top three or four, one, two, or three at least, four, um, mostly all the time, mostly all the time. So for the f- young fantasy football owner who hasn't had much experience in drafting, and they've they've drum- jumped in head first with fantasy football sharks who live, eat, and breathe fantasy football. What oh, advice sure. can you give them going into draft night? Other than the, you obviously don't want them to go by the rankings on the website itself, or do you? I mean, you well, got to start somewhere. What's your approach? It, all right, sure. So you look at so you look at if you have the opportunity, look at the rankings that are available on whatever site you have, be it Yahoo, CBS Sports, or um, NFL.com or ESPN, and you can see a, a divergence. Um, in rankings, and that's just to me more the editorial bullshit that's going on. The um, the NFL.com, for instance, has a history of being over inflating scores, always o- over inflate. CBS Sports kind of under inflates. None of them are completely accurate. Um, ESPN is just off the wall with their stuff, so you can look at them and say, All right, um, let's just do this right now, shall we? Let's hit a button. For those of you who had an old Macintosh, it's called Command T, but we used to call it Apple T. Cool. <laughs> you know, so you hit the Apple T and you get a new tab and you go to, ooh, let's see the, uh, wow, New England Patriot Center, Andrews hospitalized with blood clots. Huh. Huh. I put that on your draft notes. There's an old, another old line problem in uh, that part of the world. Let me hit the button for fantasy because we are an NFL.com, um, and that's just the way it goes. And we're going to go to – what are all these ads, America? What do we have to do to get 
What do we have to do to get rid of all these bullshit ads? Well, you got to click other. No you got to click other buttons and set up your browser so it'll block it's them. Too we've we've gone we've gone through that. There's too many damn buttons. Okay, we've done that. You know, tune in for a highlight show someday. If you look at the running backs, let's start with the running backs. What do you say? They got uh, projections out. Let's go to the top guy. Christian McCaffrey, number one. Alvin Kamara, two. Shaquan, Le'Veon, Connor. And then you come to the ridiculous. Ezekiel Elliott is sitting there. Ezekiel Elliott hasn't played. You go to even more ridiculous, Damian Williams being a number four guy. What you do find, new fantasy football players, is the top running back should outscore by over 100 points the number 30 running back. The top three or four guys, 50, 60, 70 points more than the lower tier guys. So if you're a new drafter, for instance, or you just want to think of how to approach it, your running backs become incredibly valuable, not only with the way the – well, the game has changed. You have to be able to um, catch and run, not just run. And there is committees everywhere. So you look at running backs, say who – what they call the bell cow back. Which one of these guys can play three downs? Yeah, which one of these running backs can play three downs? And you try and get as many of them as you can. So you put them on your draft list. We have a button on um, on our site, um, NFL.com, where you build your pre-draft list. And as draft night comes, you work off that list. Mishy's list has only running backs and wide receivers on it because that's that's the way it's done. The rest of the stuff you go pick later. Don't forget, but pick later. And, you know, you say, okay, you say, all right, McCaffrey's going to get lead the league in scoring and running back. And the truth, America, is McCaffrey's going to see the ball a lot, but he's not going to lead the league in scoring. <laughs> it's just crazy. Alvin Kamara's going to be number two, could be. Shaquan Barkley uh, of the New York Football Giants is the number three ranking. Okay, great. And we've gone through the rest, and Shaquan can lead the league. You get Shaquan, you take him. Le'Veon Bell has a couple question marks. They're probably going to be really good. But what I'm saying to you is there are at different positions, different things happen. You get great value at running back. If you focus on it early, then scramble later because that's a drag. Um, and in wide receiver, I want to share this little nugget. May I, Mr. Kielbasa? Nugget away. Consistently in fantasy football, year after year, the top five, six guys are still the top five, six guys. All the time. In the running back slot, the top ten guys has five, six, seven new guys in there every year. So, America, Mishy's philosophy, and this is why I'm good at it, because I, I can see it. You go for the young kids. You go for three down backs. For instance, this year there is two, three, four rookie running backs. Two of, are gonna, two of them are going to be starters. So the kid in Chicago, the kid in Oakland. Okay, great. You can't say both of them are going to turn out to be um, Eric Dickerson or name a great running back, Ezekiel Elliott. It's not going to happen. The premier amazing guys, um, Ezekiel Elliott coming in as a rookie, um, um, Shaquan Barkley coming in as a rookie, Alvin Kamara coming in as a rookie. You know, they came off and made immediate impacts, but they don't happen all the time. So you got to say to yourself, well, which one of these two rookie running backs do I want? And I know who I want. I want the kid who plays in Chicago. Because why? 
They got a better, stable organization. Oh, the Oakland Raiders aren't stable? No, it's a freak show. And they're moving to Vegas, and even though the Oakland Raider fans are the kindest, most gentlest fans in, in, in America, their, their program, their pro team is a joke. I'm sorry, Chucky, I said that. I know you're listening. Too bad. So there's great value, and there's great consistency at the top end um, at the wide receiver position, and the running back position flips over the top five or six guys every year. That's what I would say. So when they say you got to draft Ezekiel Elliott, Damian Williams, and then you come down to Chris Carson and say, okay, I'm drafting Chris Carson. But they got Derrick Henry there, and I think you and I think Tennessee is going to stumble. Now, if you're a fan of the Cleveland Browns, you see Nick Chubb there. I'll go down this list, America, I'm running back. Screw it. You got Nick Chubb there, and you're saying, I got to get me some Nick Chubb. I believe. I, I, I'm a believer in believe land. So go ahead and grab yourself some Nick Chubb. Then comes the big question of this season. Todd Gurley. What are you doing with Todd Gurley, Mr. Kibasa? I'm leaving him alone. You're going to let him be someone else's problem. I'm going to let him be someone else's problem while Jared Goff throws for 12,000 yards this year. Oh, it's going to be, you know, isn't that glorious? Isn't that glorious? So who's next on the list? Another guy, in my opinion, fantasy football drafters. I like that we changed direction here, Mr. Kibasa. Joe Mixon is on the list. Do you or do you not? You know, your turn to pick. Second round, third round. Joe Joe Mixon, you drafted him, yes or no? I'm, I don't take Bengals on my teams. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. They're from Kentucky, and you guys don't like that. I forgot. I forgot. Well, America, if you see Joe Mixon sitting there, you let him pass and be someone else's problem. And if I'm wrong, you can let me know. If I'm wrong, you can let so you, me know. So you – okay, so Mishy, you put – I mean, you're putting 70% almost of your emphasis on running backs, basically. And they, I don't know if they necessarily score all that more point, much more points than anybody else. A good well, wide receiver will score almost as much consistently. Quarterbacks, singular quarterbacks score the most points every year, yet... Running backs over the last five years always seem to be the most sought after, and people overthink the running back position so much more than they overthink anything else. It's and, and it's almost like everything else is not even thought about. Kicker, tight end, defense, even though you only have so many slots to fill in a fantasy football game. So why right, is that? Why do- why why is running back a hundred times more important than anything else? Um, because of the point differential, meaning the top five running backs are going to score 230 points or more. The bottom 20, you know, number 25 is going to score 110 points less. The top five guys are going to score 220 plus points. The number 20 guy is going to score 130 points. That is, America, a 90-point shift. That's a 90-point shift. And if you look at the wide receivers, they are completely consistent year after year. Um, And yet things do change. Two years ago, the top wide receiver scored 200 points. And the number 20 wide receiver scored 122 points. Well, that's not too bad. That's 80 points. That's 80-point difference. It's a little bit less 
than the running backs. As a matter of fact, it's if that's an 80-point difference, the running back difference was 120. Ding, 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 ding. Simple math. Failed it. Um, that's a 40-plus point advantage to the running back, pound for pound. Top guys. Top guys. So you go for your running backs and say, I am going to out – Michi is going to outscore Kilbasa and his running backs all year long by – say we got two running backs in a standard league, which is the way it should be played no matter of any influence you have or don't have. The, um, the first running back scores 120 points more than your first running back. So you go wide receiver heavy. My second running back scores 130 points more than your number two running back because you went wide receiver heavy. So I am right now at plus 250 scoring total points. You put the wide receivers in there where the difference is 80, you know, an 80-point difference, I'm going to be – winning more games than you will because I have a plus 60 plus 70 scoring advantage on it is the reason why my team was like, I led the league in scoring last year. Mr. Kobasa is works <laughs> America. I led the league in scoring. I had guys get suspended. Guys get um, um, hurt. I had a quarterback didn't play and I had enough depth at running back to keep at least it fairly competitive. But I cruised through the first 10, 11 weeks of the season. Can I make a confession, Mr. Kobasa? Sure, Michi Michi making a confession. Michi confession on the sausage. Oh, yeah. I had Melvin Gordon and Kareem Hunt last year, and I was killing people. Just having a great time, having a great time. And we play in a keeper league, and I would keep these two guys until, you know, one of their legs fell off or they got a little older. And I would put them on my keeper list. I wouldn't have to scout running backs as hard as I had this year. But because those boys are on a – one's on a different team, one of those young men are, are sitting there um, holding out, I got nothing. So I am starting from scratch, America. I am like you first-time fantasy football drafters, America. I am going from scratch and finding the best running backs because, quite frankly, I got a date in the championship game where I belong. And getting the right running backs is going to get you there as well. Did I answer the question? I think Let you me did. ask you a question, Michi. Sure. <laughs> so that's what, for the, the new fantasy owners setting up their draft, not knowing what the hell they're doing, they're like, okay, I need running backs. For, it's basically running backs first, wide receivers, tight ends, kickers, defense, or defense kickers. In, if you uh, have an opportunity, yes, if you have an opportunity, say for Matt Ryan, and you feel you want to jump, I can't argue with you because, in my opinion, the Falcons are going to throw the ball 75% of the time this year. Why do you say that, Missy? Well, here's a little depth there for you fantasy footballers. The coach is the coach in Atlanta. The offensive coordinator is the guy who just came back to the Falcons after a stint with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Go back in your little history books and uh, in the Wayback Machine, and if you want to, and if you got one, your time machine, and Go see what Fitz Magic was about for about three or four weeks last year. Fitz Magic. Do you recall Fitz Magic last year? Yeah, I wanted I want him to be the Browns' number two guy this year, but he's going to be the number one guy in Miami. Well, the coach, you know, the guy calling the plays was responsible for Tamper scoring so many, you know, you know, throwing the ball all over the yard all day long, and he's now in Atlanta. 
with three wide receivers who can catch the ball and a quarterback who can throw the ball and the offensive coordinator don't really care how much he runs. He'd rather throw it. So you got value at wide receiver and quarterback in the ATL. And you have, in my opinion, you have a running back you don't want in the ATL by the name of Mr. Freeman. But if you go to NFL.com, Mr. Freeman is right up there in the top 15. And if you follow them rankings, you're going to draft him and you're going to be sorry. That's why we don't do the rankings like the way they want to. I have a list of guys who are going to be in the top 10. You want to hear them? Yeah. Yeah, you would. You got a draft coming up. All right, we just went through a certain list of guys here a minute ago that um, um, let's go to RBs again just one more time. And I could go more to the point and tell you how things changed over the last couple years, but I'm not going to. I'm going to go straight up. I'm going to go straight up. Christian McCaffrey, first-round pick, yes. Kamara, yes. Barkley, yes. Le'Veon Bell, yes. James Conner, no way is he a first-round pick. No way. I'm sorry. He's a nice player. It's a great story, but I got some reservations. I got some reservations. Let him be someone else's problem. Ezekiel Elliott, not with team. You know, Jerry is such a dramatist. Love to have Ezekiel Elliott. I pass. The next guy on your draft board, Damian Williams of Kansas City, pass. Chris Carson, I love. Derrick Henry, pass. Nick Chubb, uh, maybe. Todd Gurley, nope. Mixon, nope. Devin Cook, yep. David Johnson, let him be someone else's problem. We're already at, like, running back 18, and Michi has only, like, two guys. Four guys. Kamara, Barkley, and I got some reservations about Mr. Barkley, too, because the football giants are going to be extremely bad football team this year. And that can only hurt. But you got guys you'll take. Why? Um, um, There's no pass catchers, and the offensive line is still not very good. And their defensive secondary is lacked. And Eli Manning is like 108 years old. And he didn't have all that bad of a year last year. He didn't have a bad uh, as year Eli. as everybody else I've, said I've, he did. Listen, listen. I, I've met Eli. I know Eli. I've been to social events with Eli. I've been golfing, all that nine stuff. And the guy is a great guy. But I'm sorry, man. When them 23-year-old big, big raging Brahma bulls come running at you and you got no one to throw it to, man, you're not going to have a good year. I'm sorry. You're not. It's not. It's going to be tough on him. It really is. Delvin Cook, I like him. David Johnson, again, rookie, rookie coach, rookie game plan. I think he should be someone else's problem. And then you look at the RB2 eventually when they figure it out at Arizona. Fournette, I talked about him. You know, he's someone else's problem. Sonny Mitchell over there in New England, love him. But he's the 19th guy on the board. Love him. I draft Sonny Mitchell. Sony Michelle, America. I just have fun saying Sonny Mitchell. I, I have Mr. Mitchell on my board. But after the first four guys is what I'm saying to everyone, man, there's just, there's just popular picks that are just outrageous that are there because they're brand names and somebody needs to put them there. How they come across these analytics or these uh, computer simulations to say, you know, I'm sorry, Joe Mixon is a great player, but – the Cincinnati Bengals are a very bad football team. Wow. 
<laughs> and there's no way you're going to take them. On the flip side, you're getting across guys now, in Michi's opinion, have some real value. So it's almost, you, if you cannot get one of the big-name running backs, go grab a big wide receiver. Go buy, go get Tariq Hill. Go get Odell Beckham. Go get Mr. Hopkins. Go get Brother Julio Jones. Hopefully Brother Julio scores like 15 touchdowns and he has like the best year of his career. But that's another story. You move down this list, Aaron Jones of Green Bay. Okay, I like him. But what's he going to do in, in week one against the Chicago Bears? What's he going to do playing two games against the Chicago Bears this year, Mr. Kilbasa? You never know. What's he going to He's not going to do nothing. Ungats, nothing. Nothing. It's going to get shut down. There it is. Your number one running back. Your number two running back gets nothing. Carry on Johnson, one of your favorite players, is a good value over there in Detroit. He could be a top five guy. Marion Mack has dropped so far where he is just above Mr. Kenyon Drake. Can you believe it? And Marion Mack, now that's a third-round pick, and I'm telling you, I spoke of him before. It's fabulous. They got Kenyon Drake. Don't touch anyone. Don't If you got to go to the 305, do not go to a Dolphins game this, this fall. Go to the beach. Josh <laughs> Jacobs, I like him. I love him in Oakland. I love him. He's going to touch the ball all day. My question is, because this is what you get to think about, Mr. Kilbasa, you know, what's the Oakland Raiders going to be? What's their offensive line? I already made fun of them. I'm going to pass on him. Philip Lindsay, you're going to pass on him because he's going to timeshare. Love David Montgomery. And that's the top. Lamar Miller's hurt. Melvin Gordon at 25. I'll tell you what, I don't draft Marvin. I don't draft Melvin Gordon. I would draft Ezekiel Elliott before I would draft Melvin Gordon. And if you got burned by Le'Veon Bell, then go to some, go get what you want. That's the top 25 running backs, according to NFL.com. And how many of those guys does Michi have on his list? Six, seven. And a dollar to a donut when we play this back at the end of the year. Those six or seven guys are going to be in the top 12. Guaranteed, Mr. Kibasa. Guaranteed, America. Such so confidence. Such confidence. Who, me? Who, me? Did I just... Who, Who me? me? What? Oh, it's not confidence. Because, you know, it's... You know, we have a guy in our league, we call him Holy Hex. And it's completely funny when we say that. And... He always says, well, you can't tell, Michi. How do you always think you can tell? You always tell. You always tell. And I said, well, look what happens. You know, I'm, I'm pretty good. I don't have to be right. I love being wrong. But I'm sharing I'm sharing what I've learned, Mr. Kilbasa. That's all. To make it a more fun experience for everybody. That's why we're here. We yep. are here to help you win your fantasy league. And that brings us to about <laughs> an hour. And that's our goal this year. Hour. Yeah, what do you want to do? You want to go home and stop? Or you want to go next time we talk on the running, on the wide receivers, quarterbacks, and the rest of them? That's, Michi, what do we got in store for him next time we talk on the Sausage Hut Fantasy Football Hot Wire Spectacular, buddy? We are going to give sheer love for the wide receivers. We'll get you the early guys to grab. We'll get you the people in the fourth, fifth round to grab. We'll get you the people to grab the that will fill out your roster because they're going to be outperform their average draft position. 
and we're going to cover the quarterbacks, of course, some of the skill positions. But next time, we're going to talk about different leagues and different styles of fantasy football. What do you say, Mr. Kilbasa? All right, and that's going to be part of our big Labor Day content spectacular, how we like to do it in the Sausage Hut when everybody else takes the weekend off. The Sausage Hut works harder because Mishy's working harder and Johnny Kilbasa is working smart. And working he's, heel. He's, he's he's listening to what Mishy says, America. Let me tell you what. <laughs> All right. So let's we'll call that a day there, Mishy. Thank you very much for coming back to the sausage hut. And we're gonna see you very soon. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you, everyone. All right, and we'll see you there sometime soon, everybody.